Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coffee Break English, Season 2, Episode 2. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 2 of Coffee Break English, season 2. My name's Josie. And I'm Mark, and we're really pleased to be here with you for another episode of Coffee Break English. This is the show where you can improve your English on your coffee break, or at the gym, walking the dog, or indeed on your commute to work. In each episode of Coffee Break English, we study an intermediate-level text, which talks about something interesting from around the English-speaking world. We look at different aspects of culture, and we hear many different accents. Today, we're going to be listening to a South African accent. So our text is about South Africa. Before we get started, I'd like to say thank you to all of our listeners who have left comments and reviews on Coffee Break English so far. We love reading your comments and we're really pleased that you're enjoying the podcast. Yes, thanks very much, everyone. So let's listen to today's text. Okay, as we said, our text today is coming from South Africa. Over to you. Hi everyone, my name is Rian, and I'll be your Coffee Break English South African correspondent. Today, we're traveling to Cape Town to find out more about Table Mountain. Let's begin. Table Mountain towers over Cape Town in South Africa. This huge rock plateau is over a kilometer tall and three kilometers long. On either side of Table Mountain are two more tall mountains, Devil's Peak, and Lion's Head. The three mountains are important features in the Cape Town skyline, and Table Mountain in particular is one of South Africa's most iconic landmarks. Table Mountain has a unique flat top, which visitors can travel up to by cable car. Before 1929, getting to the top of the mountain was very difficult. But the cableway opened on October the 4th, and has operated continuously since then. There are a lot of indigenous plants and animals on Table Mountain and in the surrounding area. For many years, people went to the mountain to see the spectacular nature and they asked for it to be made a national park in the 1930s. In 1998, the president at the time, Nelson Mandela, decided that he agreed with this and finally opened the Cape Peninsula National Park, which was later renamed the Table Mountain National Park. From that moment on, the animals and plants inside the park were protected from danger better than before. If you go to Table Mountain National Park, there are lots of things to see and do. You can look for ostriches, rhinoceroses 
and zebras. Listen to the sounds of the birds and insects. And it is one of the only places in the world where you can see a type of vegetation called feinbos. With so much to offer, Table Mountain is definitely worth a visit. Thank you. That was a very interesting text. Josie, have you ever been to South Africa? No, unfortunately, I've never been to South Africa, but I'd really like to go. It's on my it's on my list. Have you ever been, Mark? I have visited Johannesburg and Pretoria, but unfortunately, I've never been to Cape Town and I would love to go, if only to see Table Mountain. Mm. So neither of us are Table Mountain experts. So we're going to learn something too this episode. Absolutely. So let's take a closer look at this text. First of all, the language point that we're going to be focusing on today is dependent prepositions. That sounds a little bit complicated, Josie. Can you explain what dependent prepositions are? Yes, of course. So Prepositions are these little words that we use all the time in any language. So words like in, on, at, to, for, etc. And here the word dependent just means that these prepositions depend on which verb you are using. Okay, that makes sense. And we'll see lots of examples of these dependent prepositions in our text. And hopefully, by the end, you'll understand exactly what dependent prepositions are. That's right. So, Mark, would you like to read the first part of this text for us? Okay. Table Mountain towers over Cape Town in South Africa. Thank you. Yes. So, the first thing to notice here is this verb, towers. So, we know what a tower is. For example, the Eiffel Tower, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's a tall, a tall structure. But here we're using tower as a verb, not as a noun. So in this case, what do you think it means, Mark? Well, I think it, it stands beside uh, the city of Cape Town. And from the top of this mountain, you can see all over the city as if it were a tower. Absolutely. Let's continue. This huge rock plateau is over a kilometre tall and three kilometres long. Yes. So this word plateau, this is actually a French word that we have borrowed into English. So the word plateau just means a really big flat rock, which is what Table Mountain is. Okay. The next interesting thing to notice here is the word kilometer. So the word kilometer can also be pronounced kilometer in American English, but you and I are British, so we say kilometer. The spelling is also different in US English. So in British English, we spell it K-I-L-O-M-E-T-R-E. But in American English, they swap the last two letters. Instead of R-E, it's E-R. And the same thing happens with other common words like meter, obviously, and centre. 
That's right. So if you talk about the the city center in British English and American English, you have to spell center differently. In British English, C-E-N-T-R-E, and in American English, C-E-N-T-E-R. It's very straightforward. Absolutely. So shall we continue? On either side of Table Mountain are two more tall mountains, Devil's Peak and Lion's Head. Good. So what I noticed here was you, Mark, you pronounce the word either as either, as you did. Mm -hmm. Um, Naturally, I would pronounce this word either. Okay. And that's absolutely fine. Some people say either, some people say either. It's like the song, you say either, I say either, let's call the whole thing off. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Okay, shall we continue? Yep. The three mountains are important features in the Cape Town skyline. And Table Mountain, in particular, is one of South Africa's most iconic landmarks. Thank you. So here we have two really interesting words. We have skyline and landmark. So first of all, what is a skyline, Mark? Okay, the skyline is the outline of land and buildings which are defined against the sky. That's right. So this word skyline, it's what we call a compound noun. So that means it's two words, two nouns, sky and line, which are put together to make a new word. And the same happens with landmark. Exactly. So a landmark is basically something in a land, in a country, which is very important. It makes a mark on the land. And very often a landmark can be recognised from a distance It helps people establish their location. They know where they are. That's right. Absolutely. Okay, let's continue. Table Mountain has a unique flat top, which visitors can travel up to by cable car. Okay, so here we have our first example of these dependent prepositions that I was mentioning earlier. We have visitors can travel up to. So with the verb travel, we always use the preposition to. So we say, I travel to school, I travel to Scotland, I travel to the office, for example. So these are like word friends. They go together. And just like one friend depends on another friend, two depends on travel or travel depends on two here. Exactly. That's a really nice way of putting it. What about the word cable car, Josie? Yeah, so a cable car is basically a kind of tram which travels up and down mountains on a moving cable, on a moving wire above it. Okay, let's continue. Before 1929, getting to the top of the mountain was very difficult. But the cableway opened on October the 4th and has operated continuously since then. So, this word, getting, we said before 1929, getting to the top of the mountain. How can we explain the word getting here, Mark? 
It's tricky because get has many meanings in English. It's a very common word. In this case, it means something like arrive, arriving at the top of the mountain. That's right. And as you say, get has a lot of different meanings in English. We will see a lot of them over this uh, series. Okay, so getting to the top of the mountain was difficult before 1929. But then it all changed. The cableway opened up on October the 4th. Okay, let's move on. There are a lot of indigenous plants and animals on Table Mountain and in the surrounding area. Yes, so this word indigenous, I'm pretty sure if you are a speaker of a Latin-based language, such as French, Italian, Spanish or Portuguese, you will know what indigenous means. It basically means um, that something is native to a specific place. Okay, so these are plants and animals which are native to Table Mountain or they only grow on Table Mountain. That's right, exactly. Let's continue. For many years, people went to the mountain to see the spectacular nature and they asked for it to be made a national park in the 1930s. Yes, so here we have another example of these dependent prepositions. So this is with the verb ask. They asked for it to be made a national park. So when we want someone to give us something, we ask for it, always with the preposition for. So for example, a child may ask for some chocolate or in a classroom situation, uh, you could ask for help. That's right. Absolutely. Is ask always followed by for, Josie? Good question. It's not always followed by for, no. For example, when you ask somebody a question, we don't say ask for somebody a question. It's just ask alone. So no preposition is needed there. Can you give us an example of that in a sentence? Yes. For example, going back to our, our classroom situation, when you're asking for a pen, you might also ask the teacher a question. So there we have ask without any preposition. That's right. That's right. Now, they asked for it to be made a national park, recognised as a national park, in the 1930s. Yes. Yeah, so here we have the year 1930 with an S on the end of it. So here we are talking about the entire decade, the entire 10 years uh, of the 1930s, from 1930 to 1940. And we can also see the 30s. We can, yes, because it's obvious to us. We're talking about the 1930s. Similarly, we talk about the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. And what about this century? Well, with this century, it gets a little more difficult because when we talk about the 20s, we still think of the 1920s. So maybe this decade has to be the 2020s. Of course, you may be listening to this many years in the future, so who knows how we will describe the different centuries and the different decades. Exactly. It will be interesting to see. <laughs> Let's continue. In 1998, the president at the time, Nelson Mandela, 
decided that he agreed with this and finally opened the Cape Peninsula National Park, which was later renamed the Table Mountain National Park. Okay, so here we have another example of our dependent prepositions, this time with the verb agree. So Nelson Mandela decided that he agreed with this opinion. So when we use the verb agree, we always use the preposition with. And we can agree with a person. So I could agree with Mark. Or we can agree with an opinion, as Nelson Mandela did here. And what would the opposite of this be if I did not agree with you, Josie, which I do? Of course. I hope so. But if you didn't, the opposite would be to disagree with someone. So we just add that dis on the beginning and we still use the preposition with. So to disagree with someone or something. We also add some letters in the word renamed. We mentioned that the park was later renamed the Table Mountain Park. Exactly, yes. So here we take the verb name, which means to to give something a name, um, and we just add re, R-E, at the beginning. And this means to do something again. Can you give us some other examples of this? Absolutely. We can do this with many verbs. For example, uh, redo, to do something again, retry, to try something again, and review, to view something again. Excellent. Okay, so from that moment on, the animals and plants inside the park were protected from danger better than before. Good. So here we have another uh, dependent preposition example with the verb protect. So we always protect something from something else. So here we are protecting the animals and plants from danger. Good. Okay. Just before we go on, let's take a short break. We'll be back in just a moment. Each episode of the Coffee Break English podcast is free and you can use our podcast to help you improve your English. But there's more. That's right. We have a full course available on our website, which will help you make faster progress and understand everything much better. For every lesson, we offer videos, bonus audio recordings, lesson notes with exercises, and vocabulary lists in lots of languages. All this is available on the Coffee Break Academy, so visit coffeebreakacademy.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to this discussion of Table Mountain. We hope you're enjoying this episode. Let's continue with the text. Okay. If you go to Table Mountain National Park, there are lots of things to see and do. We'll pause there. Yeah, so here, another dependent preposition. With the verb go, we always use to. So if you go to... Table Mountain National Park. So we can go to many places. We can go to Paris, go to Scotland, go to work. But be careful. If you're talking about your home, we just say go home. No two needed there. So it's good to know about that exception there. Go home, but all the other ones will be go to. That's right. Okay, so what are these things that we can see and do in Table Mountain National Park? Let's listen to the next sentence. You can look for ostriches, rhinoceroses, and zebras. Listen to the sounds of the birds and insects. And it's one of the only places in the world where you can see a type of vegetation called finebos. Yep, so here we have another preposition to notice. You can look for ostriches. So here, look for, it means search for, to try to find something. And we always use the preposition for in this case. So do we always use for with look? No, we don't. There are other prepositions that we can use, but that would change the meaning. For example, if we say look at, as in I am uh, looking at you now, Mark, that just means I can see you. It doesn't mean I'm searching for you. So look at is a little different. Indeed. Okay. So we can uh, look for ostriches, rhinoceroses. And uh, do you say zebra or zebra? Well, I think I say zebra. Right. But both are acceptable. They are both acceptable. Yes. Most of the time, most people in Britain say zebra and most people in the US say zebra. Okay. What else can we do in the park? Well, we can listen to the sounds of the birds and insects. So be careful here. We always say listen to. For example, listen to music or listen to the Coffee Break English podcast. Which is obviously the best thing to listen to, even if you are walking through Table Mountain National Park. (laughs) Of course. And then there's also a type of vegetation called finebos. And that's actually an Afrikaans word for a very special type of vegetation that you can find in Table Mountain. 
Let's finish off the text. With so much to offer, Table Mountain is definitely worth a visit. Good. So in this final phrase, we have this expression, Table Mountain is definitely worth a visit. So this phrase, to be worth, comes from the word worth, which means value. So it means there is something that is valuable to see in Table Mountain. It is worth a visit. Excellent. I think it's worth listening to this text again, now that we've gone through it, and hopefully this time, you'll understand much more of the text. Good idea. Table Mountain towers over Cape Town in South Africa. This huge rock plateau is over a kilometre tall and three kilometres long. On either side of Table Mountain are two more tall mountains, Devil's Peak and Lion's Head. The three mountains are important features in the Cape Town skyline, and Table Mountain in particular is one of South Africa's most iconic landmarks. Table Mountain has a unique flat top, which visitors can travel up to by cable car. Before 1929, getting to the top of the mountain was very difficult. But the cableway opened on October the 4th and has operated continuously since then. There are a lot of indigenous plants and animals on Table Mountain and in the surrounding area. For many years, people went to the mountain to see the spectacular nature and they asked for it to be made a national park in the 1930s. In 1998, the president at the time, Nelson Mandela, decided that he agreed with this and finally opened the Cape Peninsula National Park, which was later renamed the Table Mountain National Park. From that moment on, the animals and plants inside the park were protected from danger better than before. If you go to Table Mountain National Park, there are lots of things to see and do. You can look for ostriches, rhinoceroses and zebras, listen to the sounds of the birds and insects, and it is one of the only places in the world where you can see a type of vegetation called feinbos. With so much to offer, Table Mountain is definitely worth a visit. Okay, we hope that you have enjoyed this text about Table Mountain and that you've learned something new about dependent prepositions. If you'd like to find out more about the dependent prepositions and get some more practice, then you can access the premium version of the Coffee Break English podcast. You can find that at the Coffee Break Academy at coffeebreakacademy.com. That's right, Mark. And if you'd like to practice your English, you can also do so on social media. Just search for Coffee Break English on Facebook and on Instagram, where we post regular language challenges and cultural information. We'll be back again soon with another episode of Coffee Break English. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking not about a place, but about a person. Until then, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. See you soon. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. 
Recording copyright 2021, Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved.